Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Um, so, Jen, I don't know if you saw this. I, I might have sent it to you, but I'm, I'm, you know, looking through Instagram, and I see this this post that's like, "Start therapy, not a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> And I have one of those moments, right? Like, oh my God, is this post directed at me? You know, when you think that things on the internet are like, you're talking about me. I'm like, they're really, because what is it? You know, I'm like, the algorithm has targeted research directly at me. They know that I'm in season six, which exactly that I paused myself because I'm like, no, fuck that. We're in season six. I know everyone and their brother, you know, has a podcast, but I felt kind of proud. I'm like, I think we started the podcast before, you know, podcast was even on everybody's, in everybody's lexicon. Nothing against therapy. I mean, we, we definitely were not like OG podcasters, but starting six years ago is significant. For anyone who's new and doesn't know how this podcast started, let's be really clear. It had nothing to do with therapy, deep thoughts, Jillian and I, so every year we have the privilege no. to be able to go out on a snowcat and yurt trip with High Sierra snowcats and yurt. And they invite us out. We always create a little bit of content. We have the best time. And so this would have been, you know, six years ago, we were out on a trip. I think it was actually more of like a spring trip. And no one's going to be surprised to hear that what came with us on this trip was a huge bottle of bullet. A huge bottle, huge as in the biggest ones you can buy. And I think there was like, what, five of us or maybe six of us on, on the trip for one night. This was not a good idea. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea. So no one questioned it when we went in. I'm a little smarter now than I was six years ago, but I'm also still like, you know, we, we learn from these things. We le- yeah. Uh, actually, there there are times where I question if I've learned from... <laughs> I've learned a lot. Um, Every time I'm slightly hungover, I'm like, did I learn? But yeah, so we were out on this trip. The evening was full of possibly drinking wine out of penis straws, which I know is wildly heteronormative, but also dumb and fun. I traded life with someone who was much younger than me. Like they pretended to be me. I pretended to be them. We exchanged generations momentarily. And then the next morning we woke up and we were relatively hungover and did some skiing and then it was time to go home. And we have to drive back to Tahoe at the time and High Sierra Snowcat and Yurts is at Virginia Lakes on the east side of the Sierra. 
certainly hungover. One of our colleagues at the time and friends was in the back seat, just not functioning at all. And Jillian and I were not in our most mature, we were not being our most mature selves. Let's just say that. Jillian started singing, creating these raps, like ridiculous. And this was just like, like, let's get home. Like, we don't feel good. It's late. Let's go home. And Jillian starts rapping, funny rap, silly, silliness. Then we just start talking and we have this moment where we say out loud, oh my God, we're so funny. And we turn around to the person in the back seat and we're like, do you think this is funny? Are we funny? And they're like, but Jillian and I thought we were so hilarious and we were amusing ourselves for three hours that we decided then and there on this road trip home that we were going to start a podcast because we were so funny. Now... Work. I mean, we have our moments where we are hilarious. Also, I acknowledge we have plenty of moments where we're not, but our podcast started not because we needed to talk through things. It started because we were super obnoxious and thought we were funny and, and we were like, let's make something. And we didn't even know what we were making at the time. And then that's the origin story of Juicy Pits, Juicy Pits, <laughs> Juicy Pits. <laughs> I was a runner-up for the name. It was going to be Juicy Pits, but we settled on Juicy Pits because we thought that would just be a little, you know, again, us being funny. I will say that I have to this day not been able to recreate my hilarity. And I think I I brought this up on another time when we've shared the story because we want to make sure our listeners, you know, if you're joining us now, you're like, oh, wait a second, six seasons, I've got to go back and do some downloading. Or if you're like, all right, gals, I'm going to hang with you for this season and see how I feel. We've got lots of content for you to go back but we recycle back to some of our honest favorite memories because it also helps you understand how we got to where we are here even on this episode but I think the level of intoxication and my utmost responsibility as co-captain to entertain you as you were driving that level of like immaturity and stupidity like I will say there was one other time I did this I was on a ski and sail trip in Iceland where there was a tremendous amount of consumption of champagne and wine and every night was a celebratory thing and each night the crew, not the captain and the actual sailing crew, but the crew of us skiers, we all sort of turned into pirates. And that might have slightly touched on the hilarity that I aimed to create, that I aimed to create for you that morning. And it was really out of my love for us and our safety to get home and keep you awake, as I imagine that drive was really, really difficult. So I'm just going to put a little goal out there for myself, Jen. My goal is to potentially get to that level of hilarity with you this season. So I might be able to recreate some of my immature honestly they were mostly like potty wraps and yeah it was rapping about really bad but it was awesome it was poop a lot yeah I probably maybe I had to like throw up and poop at the same time and it was my way of processing it so maybe here we are we ended up in like my therapy podcast of hungover functions that I needed to deal with in that moment and shout out to Sheridan for the resounding uh, which we heard is yes Yes, do it. The fact that we didn't get a hard no was all we needed. So it wasn't a hard no. It wasn't an emphatic yes. Let's be honest. It was not an emphatic yes. But as with most things that I've done in my life, I feel like if I would have really thought them through Mm -hmm. all the way, 
I may not have done them because Mm -hmm. everything is more difficult than you think it's going to be. And so at some point, you just have to do the things that you want to do and and certainly endeavor to be very good at them. But if if you think through all of it, you may just say like, oh, I don't know if I want to work that hard or I don't know if I want to put myself out there that much. So I'm glad that we didn't really think this one through because now we're in season six and it's been... Yeah, the things we have talked about. I wonder, I always have people, and by always, I mean always, people frequently ask me when I'm going to run for public office. And I'm always like, do you pay attention to what I say? I could never run for public office. And this podcast is one of the reasons why. The things that I have said that have now been documented, that exist out in the world, I could never, ever run for public office. Well, Jen, don't say never. I would love to live in a world where this podcast is listened to and humans are like, yes, I am voting for the two of them. I want them on the same ticket. Done. Like, I don't even need it to be election day. You have my vote. So I think that's all. Some of the work that I think we aim to do here is be like, how do we change the fucking world that we live in? Because we know it's a shit show. We're existing in it. I would like to stay existing. I would like to stay alive. But I do recognize that sometimes when I think if we're pushing boundaries or we've put ourselves out there, we've made, you know, there's a sense of vulnerability in that. There's a sense of exposure. But what a concept that we would live in a world that we would be the celebrated, you know, humans to then make big decisions to help in furthering the positive positive lives of humanity. So in case you're listening out there and you're like, ooh, I'll be your campaign managers. Oh yeah, hit us up. You can hit us up for that. I feel like, you know, going back to like when we were originally creating this podcast, our whole idea was really, let's take these conversations that we start at the trailhead or we start on the lifts, you know, and let's dive deeper into them in the podcast. And, you know, I'll speak for myself and I I think that you feel the, the same way. What a privilege it is to have this platform, to be able to talk about the things that we talk about. Also, we know that as cis white women, we can say things that other people can't say. Like there's just a different level of safety for us. And then, you know, obviously the fact that this podcast is a part of Coalition Snow and I run Coalition Snow, like I don't need to be worried about the boss getting mad at me because I am the boss. So that's convenient. But there, there has always been this idea or this belief, I think, between the two of us that there's so many things that we don't say that we need to say. And it's really this, I think, two parts. One, knowing that women don't feel like they are allowed to say the things that they feel, that they shouldn't be saying them. I think that we speak to that in terms of knowing, like, understanding our worth, knowing our value, being able to articulate the things that we need and that we want and that we expect. And and I think the other part of it too is when I think particularly around what's transpired in this country over the past two to three years, there are a lot of white women who won't talk about race, who won't talk, who won't stand up when they're at that dinner table or when they're with that group of friends. They will not stand up to the people who are saying racist things. And even that, you know, when we think about intersectional feminism, race, gender, class, ability, there's so many white women, and I'm going to just focus on white women. As a white woman, I'm going to talk about white women who will not say the things that need to be said so that we live in the world that benefits all of us. And I feel like this podcast, like you and I have for many years always said things that may have been relatively unpopular, certainly 
provoked feelings in people, but they're also the things that need to be said. And so that's part of the inception of this podcast. And in the early days of the podcast, we were really looking at the gender dynamics and snow sports and the outdoors and just that total bullshit dude soup mess. Go listen to that episode. And certainly focusing on a wider society as the podcast has developed over the years. I can think of a moment we were in the skin track together headed up to LSP. So here on the West Shore, there's a wonderful little resort, Homewood Mountain. They are unfortunately in the process of becoming potentially privatized. And it's a terrible situation. If you are a Homewood skier or rider or lover of that mountain, do a little research, kind of see what's going on. It is, it's not looking good, but this might be our last season to, to, to ride and ski at Homewood as we've always known it. But you and I had uh, lift access up, you get off at the top of Ella's chair, and then it's a maybe 45 minute hour long skin to the top of Ellis Peak. And again, we're in the skin track and we're talking, whether it's kind of our, we're, we're making each other laugh, we're, we're sharing what's going on with work and life. And I distinctly remember you getting a message from someone who was <clears throat> critiquing the fact that at Coalition Snow, there were messages related to gender equity, inclusion of, of all humans. There was a shift around, and I'm going back probably, this might be pre-pandemic the last time you and I were up there, or maybe it was in pandemic. I can't quite remember. I can remember distinctly us where we were. I mean, we were just about up to those kind of those trees before you you know, go above tree line and you're at the peak, but we, we paused in our tracks. So this person was being critical of coalition as a ski brand, bringing in questions of gender equity in the ski industry, representation of people of color. And we just like pause, you know, in our tracks to be like this person, it's it's bullshit because you can't separate the two. If you want to separate the two, all that does is highlight your privilege as being that white male that's like, all I want to do is keep seeing like white male athletes. All I want to keep seeing is, you know, ski branding. All I want to see is me reflected back at me, right? And this kind of relationship that a ski brand could have with the larger world to be so much more than just, you know, hard goods and so much more than just, you know, a company that's making and selling stuff. But this company in terms of how are we providing access to all humans to recreate? And we've touched on this before in other episodes of like, we're all lovers of the outdoors. We might do it very differently, but how for you and I in that moment as friends, as people who work together, we recreate together, we're, you know, we're backcountry riding together in this beautiful spot. And here we are trying to figure out how to just send this troll on their way and recognize if we're doing that, then maybe we're touching on things that are provoking and are shifting people's way. Granted, this person, I think they wanted to be off your email list or they wanted to. So that was the winter of 2021, 2020-21. So it wasn't last winter because remember we had a really bad snow, like it just didn't really snow a lot last winter. So you and I didn't backcountry last year. So it was the year before. It was the 2020-2021. And you're telling the story and I'm literally running through like which which troll is Jillian talking about which one? And I, so that, that, yes, I, I cannot remember exactly which man and they're predominantly straight, cis, white men who give us this air quote feedback. But yeah, I would, I oh, just, the, <laughs> every time we get something like that, they wanted to like, I can't like describe or something where they didn't want to see like the word ski and the word like sexism in the same you know email or they were like how can you sorry that i can't they only sorry that we're not going to continue this idyllic uh fake version of what it means to be a huge like 
it's so ridiculous to think that every single person who recreates in the mountains actually can separate out what's happening socially and politically from their ev everyday life. If you are a person who can, who, who actually says, oh, what happens politically, what's happening out in the world doesn't impact me, you are one of the most privileged people in the world. And good for you. You know what? I wouldn't want to take that away from you necessarily. Like, I don't need to wish any, any harm on anyone. But to not be conscious of the fact that there are so many of us who cannot separate what's happening politically and what's happening socially from, from our everyday lives, do not send me those fucking emails. You're not going to get the response that you want from me. It's you're not going to feel good. And I'm and and part of it is I, I won't engage with your shenanigans. Like I'm not going to argue with someone who has such little understanding of the world. And that's what I mean. Like you're not, it's not going to work out well for you because you're not going to get the last word and you're not going to be able to like win, which I, I know that's what you're trying to do. But yeah, even look at, Look at what's happening politically now. Like we're recording this episode on October 29th. By the time this goes out, the midterm elections will be over. We have no idea if the Republicans or the Democrats are going to control the House and the Senate. And we know that if the Democrats control the House and the Senate, our president has said that he will codify Roe v. Wade so that abortion is protected at the federal level. And we know that if the Republicans take the House and the Senate, they have spoken about making abortion illegal. I don't know, like, as any human being with a uterus is going to be concerned about this daily. And I guess I, can, I can't say any, because there's, you know, again, plenty of straight white women who will vote Republican. Graciously, I want to say because they're focused on the economy, but also that's bullshit. There's a lot of uh, internalized racism and sexism in those decisions. But yeah, we, <laughs> we have always talked about all the things and we are not the typical ski and snowboard brand. And we're not the typical outdoor podcast either. Cause so much Jillian, we talk about things that aren't even about the outdoors on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Well, but the one thing about the, the separation, which I think is is something we've touched on before. And I think you and I do well as friends that like to get out and whether it's a, you know, a, a trip to Mammoth or it's the yurt trip that we, we spoke about at the opening of the podcast is when you go to do those things, it's not like this break, right? From reality, you're not like separating. It's like you go and you do those things and this like refueling of energy, this connection with those that help you for me, again, maybe it goes back to, you know, don't, start a podcast, start therapy. But I'm like, you know, how you feel at the end of the day, having been in the mountains, right? Having talked ourselves up a mountain through all the things, made each other laugh, pissed each other, not necessarily pissed each other off, but gotten pissed in something that has really, um, that we're passionate about. And then that works. So it's not just like, we're, we're spending time researching the snow and we're researching the storm and we're looking at, you know, Abbey forecasts, all of which are important, right, for safety in the backcountry. But just that sense of the time that we put in in the mountains is very interconnected to what we're also engaged with in our everyday lives, both socially, politically, professionally, and understanding that those two things, I don't really want them to be connected. I, lo I love the, the energy and the fuel that you get. And then there's also so much, I mean, there's a lot of shit that you and I could go through, Jen, that's 
super playful and super fucking silly and us being our most immature and ridiculous selves because that's also part of the full sense of being human right and existing in this world oh. we're all entitled to that play i think we do that certainly like you know we contain multitudes <laughs> we contain multitudes uh Flash. yeah and that's, yeah and that's really what this that's what this podcast is all about it started from the most ridiculous hungover we're so funny let's keep this going, you know, state of mind to, wow, we have this platform, people are listening, let's talk about things that are really important to us that we hope um, will inspire other people to be vocal about, to be outspoken about, to take action on. Mm -hmm. Do not wait for other people to do things for you. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the, the world that we live in requires us to show up each and every day in community and in a, and in a way that is co-creating something that is better, better for people, better for the environment. You can't leave it up to other people. You have to show up in that. And this you know, I hope that us just talking about some of these issues inspires people to feel more confident in speaking their truth. And by speaking your truth, I mean only if it's intersectional and supportive of all oppressed people. If speaking your truth is talking about anything that's even mildly white supremacist or fascist, like you, you're a shush. We're giving you a shush. So, and also people may not like that statement at all, but we really are encouraging being open and vocal about social justice. I have a just a, a slight pause here and not in, not for any disagreement in what you just shared, but I, I feel a sense of sadness isn't the right word, but almost like a, I feel like there are people that don't have that community, right? They don't feel like they can they're in a partnership, right? Where they don't feel like they can speak up safely or they can engage, whether they're in a uh, same sex or hetero couple, whatever their dynamics are, maybe in dating or in this, where there's such this narrative around like, you know, quote unquote, like what you don't say at the holiday table, right? Whether it's religion or politics. And I, you know, and I feel like our country as a whole has always sort of made that this sense of taboo to keep things in, in the status quo, right? It's by design. You don't talk about it because then you don't question it and you don't engage. So you don't push people's thinking, right? And push them past this collective air quote wisdom that has kind of run our country in, the, in this really toxic way. So I feel like, again, echoing that sentiment, if you are in that situation where you're like, I'd like the platform, I would love to sit and have those conversations. I wish that that's something that was like part of my partner and I's pillow talk or, or ways that I felt, you know, safe. I think that's, that's that first step, right? That's that brave space that you help create. And it's kind of in this, in, in my work, in my degree, we looked at this idea of like the tempered radical, right? You know, I'm in a system of education where I, I am thankful thankfully not silenced as a teacher. I have been very fortunate in the district that I work in, in, in the classes that I run, that I can, you know, we can hang Columbus and celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. I can bring Ibram Kendi and Jason Reynolds' work of anti-racism into my eighth grade history class. Like these are things that are celebrated and supported in, in the work that I do as a social justice educator. But if you're someone that doesn't feel like they have that space, that safe space in their professional environment, there's ways that you, whether it's like, you know, the button on your blazer or the, or the poster up in your office or the, you know, the casual drop to a colleague that you feel like energetically connected to that you're like, oh, actually, I think they just understood that I care as much about Rovember as they do, right? Whatever it is that is your passionate and your kind of social justice direction, sometimes it's a matter of finding your people. Because I do think, Jen, and I, and I notice this a lot in Tahoe, and it's, it's been something I've reflected on personally and with my partner over the years is 
we, we came back to Tahoe after a small stint away in Humboldt County, which we both found very transformative, a, a space of, you know, you know, people growing their own food, constantly questioning local county, state and federal government, you know, regular rallying and protesting, boycotting, you know, you name it. And coming back into Tahoe, we were like, uh-oh, what did we just get ourselves back into? And we have a lot of love for the community, but there was something missing. And one of my great mentors was like, Jillian, part of the reason you need to be there is some of that doesn't exist. So you need to be the one at the dinner table or at your friend's gathering that brings up some of those questions. Or a, a local thing for me right now is really, you know, rebranding re around the, the, the name change um, for Palisades Tahoe in, in honor of Washoe territory and ancestral lands. And just yesterday, as I'm, my daughter's in ballet, and so I use that time to like drink wine and, and either read or look at the internet. It's been a lovely little, it's like my own little ballet club I've made. And the S word was thrown around like 10 times. And I just, I like, I spoke up and thankfully the business owners didn't want to upset me because there I am as a, a client giving them money. And it ended up being a really peaceful and productive conversation, but I could have sat there and said nothing because if you, I, but when speaking up in that, you, you have the potential to kind of help shift and transform, but I do think it takes a community. So you don't feel like you're doing that alone. Right. But I, th I think another thing, I, you know, I, I think that what, what we're trying to do here is give people, you know, this is this community, like there are people who feel similarly as you and you do have people who, who support you. And, and certainly, you know, as I said earlier, there's different people who have different levels of safety about what they can and, and can't say. But one thing that you that I think uh, is something you can always do is you can you can ask people for clarification. So if somebody says something that is, you know, even mildly racist or, you know, you're not really sure how like did they mean that did they not mean that what was that about oh but i know them they're so nice they oh that must have just been a slip of using the old name for palisades they don't really you know whatever it is you could just ask for clarification you could say something like oh, i'm i'm sorry i didn't quite understand what you were saying or i'm sorry i'm not sure what mountain are you referring to i'm sorry you know you can you can just at, you can ask for clarification you don't necessarily have to always insert your opinion or tell people the way that they have to think, but creating that moment where you where they have to be reflective upon what just came out of their mouth is I think a is a easy way to start for people who are very nervous and or inexperienced and or worried about the repercussions. And and with that I will say, really consider what the repercussions are. If you are straight cis white woman, unless you're in a, I would probably say like a domestic violence situation or you were looking, you know, or, or you might get fired, which is not probably really a thing. What are you worried about? What are you worried about losing? Like, what is it that you can say that maybe people won't like you, but that's the extent of the repercussion is that people don't like you. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Because for all the people who won't like you for speaking up, those are probably not the people who you want in your community anyways. Those those aren't your friends. It shouldn't matter if people like you or not. And by, by speaking truth to these issues, you'll find that you actually end up building a completely different community of people who are working like you are to make the world a, a better place for all people. Stop worrying about being liked. Like that is not a legitimate enough reason to not be vocal 
about issues. The legitimate reasons would be your physical health, your psychological health, you know, like the, you know, losing, actually losing a job. There are, you know, going to jail. There are real things, but otherwise not being liked is not a good enough reason to not be outspoken. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So for anybody else who wants to join my little community of people who are disliked and loved at the exact same time. Yeah. That's the world that I live in. It's a very <laughs> warm and cozy place. But I would actually really be interested in hearing from our listeners either some of the wins that they've had around being outspoken or some of the challenges that you've faced. So please send us your your wins or your challenges at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com or you can head over to the coalition website and just leave a little note in the contact form or you can message us on instagram but send us a little note about your wins and your challenges and remember that we are here to juice the patriarchy let's get to work motherfuckers